the NBA season starting to wind down a little bit, but that means we've got a lot of players on the injury report, lots of stuff to talk about today in particular, lots of big names on the injury report, even for a four-game slate. Like this video, subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you guys have any questions at all, leave them in the comment section below. Please leave us questions. We haven't gotten as many recently. I really don't mind answering them. It also helps us a lot in the YouTube algorithm. Something else you guys should do, signing up at FanUp because it's free to do using the promo code also. You get $25 for free and $20 in site credit. Now let's talk about this injury report where we have some different situations that you and I normally talk about, Adam. First with some players that could be coming back that have key impacts, starting with the Phoenix Suns. Chris Paul has not played for an extended period of time. He's listed as questionable. If he comes back, how is this going to impact the other guys on Phoenix, like campaign, like Devin Booker that we've been rostering recently? It's pretty likely that... So I, I think it's kind of twofold. Um, Paul, I assume, would be at least somewhat limited. Um, but I think it's probably that like even whatever the, the limit is, I assume it's like mid to upper 20s or something. Um, it's probably going to make it so Cameron Payne is essentially out of play at this price tag because Payne is at a price point where he's still playable when Chris Paul is out, but it's like a borderline play, more like a contrarian tournament play. So bringing Paul back and cutting into Payne's minutes is going to make him pretty clearly overpriced. With somebody like Booker, I think it's a little bit different because obviously he's better uh, from a fantasy standpoint without Chris Paul, but he's still a very high usage guy with Chris Paul. It's also not like Cameron Payne's a low usage guy. So um, Cameron, Cameron Payne's actually a higher usage guy than Chris Paul. So um, it's still, with Booker, it's still a situation where he has a massive ceiling. He's likely to play huge minutes. You know, yeah, his per minute production drops a little bit because he's not getting as many assist opportunities, but he's still a viable tournament play whether Chris Paul plays or not. And then the other one that's like this is that OG Ananobi, he has missed an extended period of time with a fractured finger. He is potentially going to come back tonight. Now, I will say this, though. We had OG Ananobi listed as questionable something like three weeks ago, and then he ended up missing a bunch of games after that. So I don't know how seriously we should take the questionable tag. We also have Gary Trent Jr. listed as questionable. But I think the key here is if Ananobi comes back, how is that going to impact guys like Scotty Barnes, who's who's been massive over the last couple of weeks? I don't know that it has too much of an impact there. I mean, it, I, I wouldn't say it's a benefit. Like you probably see Barnes usage drop a little bit. I think the biggest impact is just on the the front court guys like Achua, Birch, Young, um, Boucher. Like those guys all lose minutes most likely if if uh, Ananobi comes back because I would expect that you go back to the lineup where Pascal Siakam starting at the five and you get you know Toronto's real five starters out there, so it cuts into everybody else's minutes. Ananobi is someone that, you know, he, he's around a 20% usage guy, doesn't do a lot in the way of assists, doesn't do a ton in the way of rebounding. So I don't necessarily think he has a huge impact on, on the normal starters as far as their rates go, but, you know, he is a higher usage guy than Precious Achua by a little bit. So, you know, marginally uh, a drop probably for guys like Barnes. All right, now let's hit on the Indiana Pacers where Isaiah Jackson, who left yesterday's game with a headache, he is listed as doubtful to play today, so it seems unlikely he's going to be able to, to go. Maybe it's concussion symptoms. Maybe disingenuous just listed as a headache. Makes it seem like he's not really dealing with all that much, but it seems unlikely for him to play today. Then we have Jalen Smith is questionable. Chris Duarte is questionable. What are we looking at here from the Indiana Pacers from a value standpoint? Because we've seen a whole bunch of guys in and out of the lineup. The front minutes have been really difficult to predict, but it seems that they could be a little bit more concentrated like we saw last night where, when Goga had a big fantasy night. Yeah, and I think that if Goga starts again tonight, he, you can look right back to him um, for fantasy value. Uh, do we have a status on Jalen Smith? He's questionable. Okay, because you know he like he missed yesterday too. That made it 
that that made Goga's minutes even more secure. He got the 30 minutes. Um, you got, you know, 29 minutes off the bench for Terry Taylor. So if uh, Smith is in, then I think the Terry Taylor minutes become more risky. I think it's likely that Smith's getting into the mid-20s. I think Goga, assuming he starts, is still probably playing upper 20s in minutes. So um, I like getting to Goga. If Smith's in, I don't mind taking some shots there in tournaments. Still very risky, though. If Smith is out, $3,500 Terry Taylor uh, becomes a pretty solid value option as well. Um, and I think especially if like Smith and Duarte are out, because even though Duarte isn't playing in the front court, it still affects you know what you can do as far as moving guys down a position. Yeah, now it's time to hit on the bigger names that are on the injury report, starting with John Moran. He's missed the last couple of games, remains questionable. We've seen Tyus Jones have success with him out. The pricing has gone up a little bit, but it's not like we're looking at massively expensive players here on Memphis. If John Moran is out, who are we still looking to roster from the Grizzlies? If Morant's out... um Tyus Jones, I think, is the only one that is still that is like massively mispriced. His salary somehow dropped from yesterday, uh, so he's forty three hundred. He would be obviously a fantastic play. Guys like Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, Jaron Jackson—they're still very high upside plays because they do see a bump in usage without Morant. But their salaries have come up as well, particularly for Bain and for Jackson. Uh, Brooks sitting at fifty seven hundred, I think, you know, still reasonable. So all three of those guys become, I think, solid tournament plays, and then Tyus Jones just clearly becomes a priority. And now we keep kind of building up here with some other situations. DeMar DeRozan officially ruled out. He was questionable due to a shoulder issue. We do have Zach Levine, maybe a little bit uncertainty whether he was going to play, but he was confirmed in at the 130 injury report. DeRozan's played such a big role on offense for Chicago, and he's really the only one of their core players that hasn't missed extended time this year. But what do you anticipate happening with him off the court? I think you see a lot of shot volume for Vooch and for Levine. Uh, you should see both of their usage rates increase. They're both very reasonably priced at 7,900 and 7,700 respectively on DraftKings. Caruso still looks fine at 4,600. And then you probably just see more minutes for some combination of Javante Green, Ayo Desunmu, Kobe White. Um, they're all pretty inexpensive as well. And then one spot to keep an eye on because he has been limited the last couple of games, but if that changes, he would be interesting, is Patrick Williams has played like 18 to 20 minutes in his first couple of games back, but he's only $3,300 on DraftKings. If Chicago comes out and says, you know, oh, uh, Patrick Williams is now limited to 28 minutes or something, then he's actually going to look pretty decent. And now the biggest news of the entire slate, we've got Chris Middleton. We knew he was going to be out for the Bucks, but Giannis was also ruled out this morning. So without Giannis and without Middleton, I think a lot of people know that there's going to be usage going to Bobby Portis, going to Drew Holiday. But how high of priority plays are these guys for you? And then who else stands out from Milwaukee? I think, I mean, Holiday in particular is extremely high priority playing without Middleton and without Giannis. Um, Portis should get more run as well in the last game that Giannis missed. Portis started alongside Brooke Lopez. Um, and normally when you, you know, you say when you have two bigs like that starting, it's still somewhat of a downgrade, but Lopez isn't really a rebounder anyway. He's very good at boxing out, but typically he's not someone that really grabs that many actual rebounds. So you can still see plenty of rebounding opportunities for Portis, especially when you consider that Giannis isn't out there. So like there's a lot of rebounding opportunities available. Um, so I think it makes you know Portis look better for sure. Lopez at 4,300 uh, started the last game. He played about 24 minutes. I think you could see him play a little bit more here as well. Makes him look good. You can certainly take shots at Connaughton, Allen, you know, Ibaka and Wara. As, I, I would say Ibaka and Wara are like sort of like yesterday's like Chemezi Metu, Jeremy Lamb type plays where, um, you know, Teo Maladon type plays where there's a really high ceiling if the minutes break your way, but there's no guarantee that they get the minutes you're hoping for. I think with guys like Grayson Allen, you can be a little bit more confident in the minutes. The production is the bigger question.
All right, that is going to do it for us today. Do us a favor, like the video, subscribe to the YouTube channel. One other thing also, if you guys don't have any questions, leave in the comment section. Just let me know who wins in a fight. Udonis Haslam or Jimmy Butler? I think Jimmy there Butler, he's really stayed answer. true to the brand that I've made up for him, where I was kind of tongue-in-cheek making fun of him, and then he's really leaned into this character I've made up for him, where he just <laughs> is constantly injured, and then just getting into nonsense fights now with his coach and teammates on the sidelines, picking on the two oldest guys there, Eric Spolster and Udonis Haslam. Get it together, Jimmy, but I'm picking Udonis Haslam in a fight over Jimmy Butler. Who are you guys taking? Let us know in the comment section. Good luck.